0: Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. I had no idea that she was gonna teach about that. It's crazy, you're gonna see how it feeds straight into the word this morning. Who's ready for the word? Let me get situated. Good morning. Buenos dias, buon dia, how y'all doing? You good? Hello to anyone watching online or listening to this uh, podcast later. It's my privilege to share uh, another message from God's wonderful word with you this morning. And as usual, uh, if you'd like to follow along the outline of the message, uh, it's available through your Bible app or printed there In the back, this morning we're continuing with our year 2021 theme, multiply. And for that, how about we uh, declare together Acts chapter 6, verse 7. Come on, you probably don't even need to see it anymore, but just in case, there it is. Then the word of God spread and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly. What happened when the word of God spread? Multiplication. Multiplication, right? And all year long, our aim is to multiply the multiply the culture of jesus through the words of jesus right wait what is it what is it that it what does it take to multiply the culture of jesus what do we need the words of jesus and that's why throughout the year 2021 we're reading chapter by chapter verse by verse word for word through the gospel of mark focusing on the words of Jesus. I'm not going to uh, take time to review everything we've learned in uh, in, in almost five chapters now because I want to jump right into this. Um, But last time I shared with you, which was two weeks ago, we talked about full house from the first half of Mark Mark chapter 5, right? And we learned that the best way to keep unwanted visitors out is to keep the... Holy Spirit in to keep our house full, right? If our house is full, then we'll keep unwanted visitors out. You may be saying, what in the world are you talking about? Go back and listen to that podcast from a couple of weeks ago. But today we're going to finish out Mark chapter 5, all right? Before we get there, you can go ahead and start looking for Mark chapter 5 if you wish. But I have a question for you, and maybe some of you can identify. Thank you. Maybe some of you can identify with this. If a live wire touches you, what happens? <laughs> right? Shock. Turn to somebody and say, shock. shock. Right? Okay. But, but, but what if you intentionally touch a live wire? What's going to happen? Exactly the same thing, right? Come on, tell somebody. Zap right? Anybody ever done that? Anybody ever uh, been touched inadvertently by something electrified? Or in, did, has anyone ever intentionally touched something electrified? I remember when I was probably three or four years old, so like 37, 36 years ago, and I still remember it vividly, right? I, I, I knew I wasn't supposed to, but I just wanted to stick my fingers in a socket and see what would happen. That was one of those kids, yeah. Actually, I, I think I had toenail clippers, like toenail scissors, and I decided I was going to stick them in there and touch the socket with that. And guess what happened? I can still remember the feeling. It's like 37 years later. I can still remember it. I remember that the, 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 the receptacle, like, like melted and turned black. I mean, it really shocked me, Okay. He said what in the world does that have to do with the word of god well let's go to mark chapter 5 and we're going to read today uh, through verses 21 through 43 but i think we could all agree with this right can we all agree with this rather it touches you or you touch it shock right if there's electricity there it's going to get you all right those of you, for those of you that are tracing this through the Bible, Mark chapter 5, 21 through 43 is also found in Matthew 9 and Luke 8. All right, who's ready to read through the word? This side in the front two rows is ready to read. Through. Who's ready for Mark chapter 5 today? All right. Remember from the first half of Mark chapter 5, Jesus had just been in the cemetery with this uh, man who was tormented by demons and he had set this man free and the demons had gone into the pigs and the pigs plunged into the ocean and drowned. All right. When Jesus, he finishes that and then he crosses over the water again. It says when Jesus had again crossed over in a boat to the other side of the sea, a large crowd gathered around him and so he stayed by the seashore. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus. Everybody say Jairus. Jairus. You might say Jairus. I say Jairus. So he's Jairus, all right? So Jairus came up. He saw Jesus. I guess he had heard Jesus was there, and he saw Jesus. And it says he fell at his feet and what? Begged anxiously with him, saying, my little daughter is at the point of death. Please come lay your hands on her so she will be healed and live. And Jesus went with him, and a large crowd followed him, and what? Pressed in on him. There was a lot of people, okay, pressed in around him from all sides. You ever been to Disney World? You ever been to Six Flags or Times Square? You ever been in a crowd where you can barely move because people are touching all over you, right? That was this. A woman in the crowd had suffered from a hemorrhage for 12 years and let me just be super clear about this we're talking a non-stop 12-year heavy period okay the lady had suffered non-stop bleeding for 12 straight years and had endured much suffering at the hands of many physicians she had spent all that she had it was not helped at all but instead became worse and she had heard she had heard reports about jesus and so she came up behind him in the crowd and did what what did she do she touched him okay she touched his clothes, his outer robe. For she thought, she thought, she thought in herself, right? If I just touch his clothing, I will get well. Immediately her flow of blood was dried up and she felt in her body and knew without any doubt that she was healed of her suffering. Come on, if you've been sick for 12 years, the moment you get well, you know it, right? She knew something had changed in her, inside of her. Immediately, Jesus, recognizing in himself that power had gone out from him. How cool is that? Like he didn't do it on purpose. He just recognized, whoa, power just came out of me, right? That gets me excited. I want to make Jesus do that he asked he turned around and asked the crowd who touched me who touched my clothes he said and of course the disciples who were always a little bit dense (laughs) said to him uh jesus uh disney world at the fireworks show you see all these people the crowd they're all they're 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 all pressing in around you from all sides and you ask who touched me? Jesus, everybody touched you, right? But, but Jesus didn't ask, who touched me? He said, who touched me? Who touched my outer clothes, he said. Still, he kept looking around to see the woman who had done it. And the woman, though, she was afraid and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told the whole truth, right? Then he said to her, daughter, your, faith. your what? Faith. faith, your personal trust and confidence in me. Remember, we're reading the Amplified Version when Jesus says the word faith in, in uh, the, 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 the definition of what he said, the word faith is personal trust and confidence in me, okay, your faith, your personal trust and confidence in me has restored you to health. Go in peace and be permanently healed of your suffering. She wasn't just healed for a moment. She was permanently made well. Let me tell you, that's what Jesus wants to do in your body, in your heart, in your soul, and in your spirit. He doesn't want to just touch you. He doesn't want to just help you. He wants to permanently make you well. Amen? While he was still speaking, some people came from the synagogue of the official's house. Oh, we're back to to Jairus. Poor Jairus. It's kind of like he got overlooked, right? We started with Jairus, and he's the one who had come and said, Jesus. He begged him, please come heal my daughter. And then we have this whole situation with the lady. But Jesus hadn't forgotten about Jairus. Let, Let me say that again. Jesus hadn't forgotten about Jairus. And although Jesus, you see Jesus doing a mighty miracles in the lives of others and you feel overlooked, you are not overlooked. Jesus didn't forget about Jairus and Jesus hasn't forgotten about you. Sometimes it just doesn't go the way we think. Like Jackie said, who in the world expected what? Sky bread? Guess who did? Guess who expected it? God God did. So Jesus hadn't forgot. Here here we are back to to Jairus. But somebody came after all of this and said, your daughter's dead. She's died. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what was being said. (laughs) Because Jesus hears what the enemy tells you. jesus hears what doubt tells us jesus hears what the naysayers will say jesus overheard what they told him and he told Jairus, don't be afraid only keep on believing keep on And he didn't say keep on. He said only. I don't require anything else of you. Only keep on believing. Come on, tell somebody. Keep on believing. In me and my power. And then we get to something very interesting. It says, and he allowed no one to go with him. As witnesses except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And they came to the house of the synagogue official, Jairus, right? And he looked... With understanding it, the uproar and the commotion, the people loudly weeping and wailing and mourning, right? Because he was dead. When he had gone in, he said to them, why uh, make a commotion and weep? The child hasn't died. But she's sleeping. Can you just grab a hold of that? Even when we think, think things are too far gone. For Jesus, they might just be asleep because she was dead (laughs) the little girl was dead but for jesus she wasn't too far gone and you might think you or a situation in your life or a relationship or a need is just too far gone not for him she's only sleeping they began to laugh scornfully at him because they knew the child was dead I've heard the enemy laugh at me before. Have you? You still going to believe for that? (laughs) It's dead. But Jesus made them all go outside. (laughs) I love it. He was like, oh, you don't believe, you don't get to see. Sorry. You don't believe, you don't get to be a part of this. Okay? And he took Along the child's father and mother, and his own three companions, and just them entered the room where the child was. And taking the child's hand, he said tenderly to her, Talitha Kum, which is translated from Aramaic, he, he said, Little girl, get up. Get up. And the little girl immediately got up and began to walk. For she was 12 years old. And immediately, those who witnessed the child's resurrection were overcome with great wonder and utter amazement. He gave strict orders that no one should know about this because he knew what kind of uproar it would cause, right? And he told them, give a little girl something to eat. <laughs> She'd been sleeping a long time. <sighs> if a live wire accidentally touches you, you brush up against it inadvertently, but it touches you, what's gonna happen? Come on, zap somebody, say, zap. And if you intentionally go and stick your fingles, fingles, fingers, I don't know what a fingle is, but when you stick it in the electricity and they might become fingles, all right. If you intentionally go and touch, if you intentionally go and touch the live wire, what's gonna happen? Fingles, no, zap, right? The point is, it doesn't matter if it touches you or you touch it. Zap, right? (laughs) Miracles happen not only when Jesus touches people, but also when people touch Jesus. (laughs) Miracles happen when Jesus touches me. Have you ever been touched by Jesus? If you have it, he wants to touch you today. Miracles happen, not just healings. All kinds of miracles, including healings, happen when Jesus touches people. But miracles also happen when we touch him. There is no step-by-step formula for a miracle. I don't care what the TV preacher told you. There is no formula for a miracle. You know what the only formula is? Get this. This is, this is like, this will change your life, all right? The only formula for a miracle is to do whatever it takes for you to touch Jesus. That's it. The miracle working power is in him and in touching him. Him do whatever it takes to touch jesus now from this story and many other stories in the gospel we can clearly see again i wish i had time to tell you 10 other ones but from this one and read through the gospels you'll see it there's one thing that touches jesus more than anything else it's not our needs it's not our desperation it's not our desires it's not even our hope there's one thing that literally causes us to touch him, and it is called faith. Faith. Come on, say faith. faith. Anybody know how to say faith in Spanish? It's really hard. Faith. Fe. <laughs> Not fe. <laughs> fe. There we go. You can say fe if you want to. That's fine. More than anything else. See, I think a lot of people think, well, why didn't God do something about that? Those people have such great needs. And it's not that he doesn't care. It's not that he doesn't have compassion. And it's not that God doesn't intervene in desperate situations and that He does. But there's one thing that really, truly activates the power of God. And it's faith. There's one thing that can cause you to touch Jesus. It is your faith. See... Faith literally activates God's power. This lady's faith pulled the power out of Jesus, and he didn't even mean to, right? In many situations, if you read through the Gospels, there are many stories where Jesus invited people to be healed, right? He invited them, like there was a, a crippled man who'd been many, many, many years waiting by a pool for the waters to be stirred, and supposedly if he got in, the angel would stir the waters, and he'd be healed, and nobody would help him in, and... And, and, and so he was, he was in desperate need. Jesus came to him and invited him to be healed, right? But in other situations, like this story we just read, it's actually the people touching Jesus that causes them to get healed, right? Some people Jesus invites to be healed, but others move Jesus to heal them, to touch them, to do the miracle. We move Jesus by their faith. Faith touches God and pulls out His power. So, what does this kind of faith look like? Would anybody like to know what miracle working faith actually looks like? Yeah. Well, what's the type of faith that activates God's power for miracles? Has anybody ever needed a miracle? Does anybody need a miracle now? And it may be a healing like these two, or uh, she needed a healing and he needed a miracle for his daughter, right? Uh, But there's all different kinds of miracles that God can and does perform. What does faith, the kind of faith that literally causes us to touch God and activate and draw the power out of him, what does it look like? Who wants to have that kind of faith? Some of you want to have it. Now, I want to say that I've put a whole lot of thought into this one. And not that I don't put a lot of thought into all the messages that I share with you. But for this one, I really, really put a lot of thought and and prayer and just meditation into this one. Because I see it throughout the scriptures, but I've also seen it in my own life personally. And I've seen it in the stories and the lives of others, all right? What does miracle-working faith actually look like? In fact, let's go with this one. What does, how do you spell faith? How do you spell faith? F-A-I-T-H. All right, you pass. <laughs> how do you spell miracle-working faith? Well, I spell it F. A-I-T-H. Turn to somebody and say, F-A-I-T-H. Sorry for those uh, receiving this word in Spanish, because in Spanish the word fe is just F-E. So follow along in English with the acronym, please, today. F-A-I-T-H. H come on i want you to take a look here on the screen or in your uh, outline there F find A act I insist T trust and H hide find act insist trust hide faith F A I T H the first letter is F Find because the first thing that faith does is that faith finds. Faith finds. Listen, neither Jairus nor the woman with the issue of blood waited for Jesus to come and touch them. They went and found him. And this is what I want to say about that to encourage you. Sometimes, we just have to do whatever it takes to be where Jesus is. Sometimes it's just a matter of doing whatever it takes to show up where Jesus is showing up. I can remember being a missionary. And really just needing a touch of God. And there was a place that was about three hours away. And sometimes I would just go drive there. And there was a revival happening there. And I would just go drive there just to be there in a service because Jesus was showing up so powerfully. And I knew that if I wanted to be touched, I knew that he was everywhere. But I knew for sure he was showing up there. And I would just go. A few years later, as youth pastors, Liz and I were like desperate just for a fresh touch from God and direction from God. And we heard about something really awesome going on in Louisiana. We lived in New Mexico at the time. And so we were like, Jesus is showing up there. We need to go be there where he's showing up so we can receive from him. And so we drove all the way from New Mexico to Louisiana. And if you know, you know. That is not a a nice drive, okay? I remember hearing a few years ago when all this started with the North Georgia revival and hearing about like Jesus is moving in the water and they're baptizing people. And I was like, why are they baptizing everybody? I've been baptized. Why would I go get in the back? We don't know how to explain it, but Jesus is moving when people get in the water and get baptized and i'm like if he's in there i'm going in there i don't care if i've been i've been baptized twice actually okay first time i didn't understand second time i did so the third time i went and let me tell you i didn't necessarily understand why but he was moving in the water and he did a miracle in me sometimes You just have to do whatever it takes to be where Jesus is. Let let me say this. You guys, do whatever it takes to be at church. Even, yes, even when it's inconvenient. It was not convenient for this lady to have to press through a crowd to be able to get to where Jesus was. It wasn't convenient for Jairus to leave his house with his daughter dying. Sometimes we have to get past the inconvenience of things because it's most convenient to be where Jesus is. Do whatever it takes to be where Jesus is showing up, all right? Tell somebody, you got to find him. So faith is first spell with the letter F, find. F, A, act. Faith acts. What do I mean? Faith requires action. Action based on what I believe Jesus can do. See, sometimes we think our faith, but we don't actually do anything about it. And that's only half faith. It says that the lady who had been suffering from bleeding for 12 years thought if I touch him, I'll be healed. But she didn't just think it, y'all. She acted on it. And because she acted on it, she got healed. I find myself thinking a lot of things sometimes that God could do. But I don't find my feet (laughs) walking towards it. It's okay. We first have to have hope. We have to think, right? According to our faith. But then we've got to put action to our faith and actually do something about what we Believe she. This lady thought to herself and acted. I remember some of you have heard this uh, story ten times, but for the sake of those who have never heard it, you're going to get to hear it again. I'm sorry, but I remember when we first uh, planted the church and we were in our first uh, tiny little building on Big Shanty. Who was with us at Big Shanty? Woo! We got some big, big. We got some big shanties in here. All right. I didn't mean it like that. All right. Last time I told you you were a house, and this time I told you you are a big shanty. But we were at this tiny little building on Big Shanty. And listen, when we started Encounter Church, it was a group of, all of us that had moved across the country to plant a church from scratch. We didn't know anybody. We certainly didn't have any money. And basically the first, the first year and a half or two years of our congregation was mostly college students. Okay? Talk about faith. For money. Right? How in the world we made it, all I know is, it must have been sky bread, right? All I know is God provided. All I know is that many mornings I woke up and there was money from who knows where. But one day, it, rent was due. Rent was due and we didn't have it. But one thing we had done, okay, is that we had committed to always give away 10% of our income every month. Okay. By the way, we still do that. of the tithes are given away somewhere else to other ministries' missionaries' needs, all right? But we did that from the very beginning, y'all, when we had very little. And on that day, I remember thinking, we don't have the money for the rent. And I literally grabbed my phone, and I texted the landlord, and I said, Landlord, could you wait another day or two? There's some big donations that are about to come in. And I had no clue of any donations that were about to come in. But one thing I realized is that we hadn't given our full 10% yet away for the month. And so I called the bookkeeper, Robert. I said, Robert, give the rest of the 10% now, urgently. We've got to get this money out of our hands. And as soon as, listen, we, we didn't have it, but we gave it away. And the next day, the money was there for the rent. Come on, give the Lord a hand for that. Faith requires action, right? I thought God could provide, so I did something about it. And I challenge you, you may be thinking God could do something, do something about it. Faith acts. And number three, F-A-I, insist. Faith, insist. J- uh, Jairus begged Jesus to go to his house, right? He didn't just think, oh, it would be nice if Jesus could come to my house. No, he begged him. It says he begged him anxiously, right? Right? And the lady who had the the issue with the bleeding, she literally had to push like crawl and push through the crowd to get close enough to Jesus to touch his robe. All I really have to say about this one, you guys, is sometimes we've just got to press in. Sometimes just asking once won't cut it. Sometimes we have to insist With our faith. There's this one story in the Gospels. And Jesus talked about a lady and an unjust judge. It says that there was an unjust judge. He didn't fear God. He didn't care anything about people. And so he didn't really care about rendering justice to people when they came to him. But it says that this lady was like a bulldog, basically. She came to the judge and she wouldn't let him go. She insisted and insisted and insisted and insisted until it bothered him so much that he finally rendered justice in her case, right? And Jesus was saying, if an unjust judge will do that because somebody insisted, how much more would the perfectly righteous God act on our behalf if we'll just insist in our faith, right? Faith insists. Sometimes I tend to give up too easily. How about you? And this hit me again. I've thought it before, but it really hit me this time. What? if you're just one more prayer away from the miracle what if it, what if you literally what if you're just one more you never know when the breaking point is just keep insisting amen find act insist t trust faith trusts Jesus Neither of these people knew exactly what Jesus would do, but they did trust that whatever he was going to do would be good, right? That's why they went and found him and asked. They trusted Jesus. In fact, Jesus told the woman, Your personal trust in me has healed you. It's about trusting in God. I love the fact that Jairus still trusted Jesus enough to say, Well, Come on to my house anyway, even though she's dead. He still trusted Jesus enough. And that led to her resurrection. Important thing to remember here. If we're going to trust, it won't always happen how I think it will. And it's not always over when it seems like it's over. Jesus told Jairus, just only. Keep on believing. Keep on. Faith, trust. Do you trust God like that? Do I trust you like that, God? It's not something that you get and then you got it. It's something that you get and you got to keep it. You got to keep trusting. Come on, tell somebody. Only keep on believing and finally faith hides h f find a act i insist t trust h hide faith hides what do you mean by that well jesus took jairus and there were many other accounts of this in the gospel where jesus in order to perform a miracle would actually take people privately yeah there was a time when Jesus was going to heal someone who who was deaf and, and mute and he took him says he took him outside of town and and he did the weird spit thing and put it in his mouth and his ears and and, and It was one of the blind men that was healed. Also, Jesus took him away from everybody else. And (laughs) it seems like a thing with spit. He made mud with spit and put it in his eyes and then he healed him. The the, the fact, the, uh, the reality is here, Jesus took Jairus and many others in the Gospels away from public in order to perform the miracle. Genuine, personal faith will be expressed not only in public but also in secret, hidden places with Jesus. Sometimes Jesus takes us away from the crowd, the noise, the expectations of people. It's all right, I'm going to let them get up here and get settled because everybody's like. All right, hello. <laughs> Could you guys hide? I'm just kidding. All right. Sometimes Jesus takes us away from the crowd, the noise, the voices, the expectations of people in order to do miracles in us. He didn't always do it. He healed many right in front of the crowds. But sometimes he took people aside alone. And with Jairus's, with, with the lady, he, she was healed right there in the middle of everybody. But with Jairus' daughter, he only took mom, dad, and a few disciples alone for the miracle. I could tell you so many stories of miracles that have happened in me because I was alone with Jesus. In the hidden place, in the secret place, we call it sometimes. That's why we do this thing, the encounter retreat why because it's like let's take a day away from all of that to just be with jesus that's why we teach and disciple and insist you have a daily devotion time with god a daily time alone with the father like jesus did because often when we're alone with god or when we're away from everybody's expectations and the noise and all that, that's when God does some of the biggest miracles. I remember going to my encounter retreat and in a very personal way, in my own heart, with the help of nobody, I encountered Jesus in such a way that inside of me, the vision for Encounter Church was born about 20 years before it actually happened. Maybe 15, let me correct that. So many... (laughs) times when I was a lot younger I would just get in my car we lived out in the desert and I would just drive who knows where could always find your way back, there was no trees you just knew you could get back just turn around but I would just drive and drive and drive alone with Jesus so many revelations and listen, so many even Things he spoke to me that became miracles happened because I was just alone with Jesus. Many of you know this my story that in 2019 and, and 2020, um, I went through a very rough time personally in my health. We never knew after, like the woman with the issue of blood, I went to four different doctors and none of them could explain what was going on with me, but I was in constant inexplicable abdominal pain for nine months. And people laid hands on me and people prayed for me and, you know, we, we tried to change diet and medicine. Nothing, nothing did anything. It just kept, actually got worse. And when we had to do the lockdown crazy thing, and we couldn't do anything. I just decided every single night, once I put the kids to bed, I'm going to walk one time around my block alone with God and I'm just going to worship and pray. And let me tell you after doing that for about a month it all went away. After 9 months I was healed. It happened in in the private place. I was alone with God. See sometimes God wants to do miracles with us but we're so surrounded by the noise, the TV, <laughs> The social media, our friends' opinions, especially friends that don't have faith like us, and we listen to nonsense, and it's very hard for God to do the miracle in us because we need to get alone with Jesus. We need to get hidden with Him. We need to hide ourselves in the Lord. I think Jesus was teaching us this through this and other instances when He took people aside alone with Him, and then He did the miracle, right? sometimes faith hides. Faith touches Jesus. And Jesus, you you can be healed when Jesus touches you, but you can also be healed by you reaching out and touching Him. And it's only our faith that actually touches Him. Faith is the thing that moves God to power the most. Come on, say, find Act, insist, trust, hide. Has your faith moved Jesus? Come on, we're we're, we're getting ready to close. I want to ask if we could just try to block out all distractions right now. I promise I'm going to let you guys go here in just a few minutes. But I want to ask you to focus right now. I want you to take a look inside of your own heart. Does my faith look like this? Is my faith finding Jesus, whatever it takes, even when it's inconvenient? I'm doing whatever it takes to find him. Is my faith actually moving me to action? Is it more than just thoughts about God and what he could do? And am I acting on my faith? Am I insisting? Is my faith insisting or do I give up too easily? Come on, maybe today is a day to insist if you've stopped insisting. Insist on Him and His Word and His truth. Does your faith trust Him even if things aren't happening when and how you thought? Is your faith trusting him even if it seems like it's just too late this is too far gone even if Jairus's daughter is dead even if my situation is too far gone do I yet trust him that he can still have his way and finally hide am I hiding with Jesus am I going alone with God and letting Him work miracles in me in the secret place find, act insist, trust hide I want to pray for your faith today I want to pray today for your faith to be stirred I want to pray today for your faith to be strengthened but first of all, I want to pray for you if you've never touched Jesus with your faith because listen Jesus loves you. God loves you so much that He came to rescue you. The eternal God took on human flesh and He came and He lived and He went to a cross and He died to carry your sins there, to carry my sins there. He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And you can be forgiven of all your sins if you'll just trust in Him jesus told the lady it's your personal trust in me that has healed you and saved you right have you personally trusted jesus and touched him with your faith if you'll put your trust in jesus he'll forgive you he'll set you free from sin he'll heal you most of all listen he will cause you to be born again he'll give you a brand new life he'll give you eternal life but you must be born again and the only way to be born again is faith faith have you trusted in the lord jesus christ just very briefly, with every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to—I want this to be a personal, private decision, although it will become the most public decision you've ever made. First, it has to be personal and private. Today, if you need to make a decision, To turn away from sin and turn your life over to God. And today you're saying, I want to put my trust in Jesus Christ to save me. I want to be born again. If that's you, would you just very quickly pop up your hand? I want to know who you are because I want to pray with you. Who else says that's me? All right. Anybody else say that's me? I want to be born again. Okay. Let's continue with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Listen to this one. If at some point in your life you say, I I was saved, I've been born again, but I have been backslidden, I have been far from God, and today you want to make a decision to turn back to God, to rededicate your heart, to rededicate your life to Jesus. Today you want to put your trust in Him again. If that's you, would you just lift your hand real quick and say, that's me. All right, who else? Praise the Lord. Who else? Okay. Rather it's the first time or you're rededicating your life to him. If you really mean it, if you really trust him, your faith is going to touch him. Your faith is going to save you. Your faith is going to give you a brand new life. Come on. In fact, why don't we all stand together and pray this together today? And if you raised your hand, or maybe you didn't even raise your hand, but you say, that's me. Come on, let's pray this prayer together today. Lord Jesus, Jesus. come on all together. Lord Jesus, Jesus. I need you. Lord Jesus, Jesus. I trust you. Lord Lord Jesus, I believe that you came and you died for me you took my place you paid the price to forgive me of all my sins Jesus you went to the cross for me and then you rose from the grave for me Jesus I put my trust fully in you Come on, let that sink into your heart right now. Maybe you've never been born again right now. Come on, it's more than just repeating words. you got to mean it. Stretch out your trust. Stretch out your faith right now and touch Jesus. Maybe you're rededicating your life. Maybe you're full on following Jesus. But right now, just renew your trust in Him today. Come on, let's just tell Him again. Let's confess it with our mouth. Jesus... I trust in you Jesus save me set me free forgive me I receive you as my lord thank you Jesus amen Now I would like to ask if our pastoral team could be available here in the front, I just really felt like today is a day of miracles, and in in just a few moments, I'm going to pray for all of our faith, okay, Who who wants the Holy Spirit to strengthen your faith today, right? In just a few moments, I'm gonna pray for all of our faith, for God to strengthen and revive and stir up our faith. But I want us to first use our faith for a few things, okay? Some of you really need a miracle, okay? If that's you, I wanna invite you to come to the front and we wanna pray with you, okay? Rather, you need a miracle healing in your body, you need a miracle in your in your soul, in your heart. You need a miracle in a relationship, a miracle in your family, a miracle in your finances. It doesn't matter what the miracle is, but you need a miracle. I want you to take a step towards Jesus. Come on, take a step towards Jesus. Come to the front and let your faith touch him. And we're going to put our faith together with yours. Come on, this is a powerful thing. We're going to join our faith together with your faith. And together, come on, we're going to grab a hold of Jesus today. We're going to grab a hold of the Lord Jesus today. Come on, just begin to reach out. Just begin to reach out to Him. Just begin to reach out to Him in faith. Come on, as we come and lay our hands on you mainly we're just going to come and agree with your faith we can't have faith for you but we can agree with your faith come on just begin to cry out to the lord jesus begin to express your trust in him cry out to him for help help us lord
1: I feel like Jesus is, is here and you don't even have to wait for someone to pray for you because you are reaching to Him and for those that have reached to Him I feel like He says this over you Isaiah forty-one ten. listen to this do not be afraid for I am with you don't be discouraged for I am your God I will strengthen you and help you I will hold you up with my victorious hand. If you need your faith to be strengthened, lift up your hands, because He says, I will strengthen you. If you need supernatural help, He says, I will help you. If you feel that you cannot do this anymore, it says, I will hold you up with, it just doesn't say strong hand. It says, victorious hand. Because victory, we can anticipate victory. Come on, keep reaching up to Him.
0: Colette, Diane, Dan, Tara, come help us pray. You guys have a very insistent faith. I know you. Come on, come and join your bulldog faith with some of these. Again, we're gonna come. We're gonna come, and we're just gonna place our hand on you. But you express your faith to Him. Come on, reach out that which you have thought jesus you could do this jesus i know you can do that come on tell it to him stretch out your faith release your trust in the lord today to him we're gonna come and we're gonna put our hands on you we're gonna agree with your faith we're gonna touch him today